It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars for November 13th, 2018. On today's edition of the show, we're breaking down what Kalani Satake had to say during his weekly press conference yesterday. Coming off the win over UMass, also looking ahead to senior night against New Mexico State. We're also getting you ready for tonight's basketball game for BYU basketball as they take on Northwestern State. And we'll also break down how the former Cougars in the NFL performed this weekend as well. That's all coming up on the show. Brought to you today by our good friends at Sling. TV. We'll tell you more about them here in a moment. Also want to let you guys know that you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You also do the same on Facebook, Locked On Cougars there, and also Instagram. We're going to pick up our game with Instagram, so follow us on Instagram at Locked On Cougars as well. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, as I am your host, Jacob Hatch, working for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Your BYU insider bringing you news and notes you can't find anywhere else each and every day here on your home for all things BYU. BYU Athletics, Locked on Cougars. All right, with all that taken care of, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars. Let's talk some football. I'm looking at things like the execution and assignments, how clean things were. And I don't believe we made any mistakes as far as penalties. So I think our guys are playing a lot faster and they're not thinking as much and starting to become really a part of them. I, I obviously wanted to see this earlier, you know. I think it's just execution is happening a lot better and starting a lot cleaner. And I think if all 11 guys are doing what you coach them and what they expect to do and they're doing their job, I think uh, we'll have more success and that's kind of paid off last week. There you go, Kalani Satake. It feels like his offense is finally executing at the level he's been wanting all year to see it execute at. BYU coming off a 35-16 win over UMass. Uh, Kalani, of course, as you would expect after a win, a little more upbeat with the media yesterday. Uh, the tough part this time of year, though, is when BYU plays against some of these opponents, a UMass, a New Mexico State, that you know that BYU should be able to beat rather handily. The questions, you run out of questions a lot of times because there's not as many storylines with games like this. It's easy to come up with storylines when it's a Power 5 opponent against a Arizona, a Wisconsin, even a Boise State. is easy, easy to come up with uh, storylines, especially next week, even with Utah on the docket. Finally, that game finally returning to the end of the regular season for the first time since 2010. All kinds of storylines there, but you have to get through this week against New Mexico State. We were talking with Kalani yesterday. Um, He was, like I said, upbeat about his team, the ability to get things going. And, of course, the talk kind of focused on your team looking like they're going to be bowl eligible. How big would that be for your team? I mean, for us, it's really, I think you have to ask me that question Saturday night. I'm not really focused on anything other than just trying to get the win. I think we're just trying to focus on, on the task right now, and that's try to get this win, and then we'll figure it out. But if you're talking and just looking at the amount of practices that you get from being bowl eligible, that's something that really helps the program out, especially when you have a lot of young guys and ex- inexperienced players. It's just that extra time. It gives you another spring ball type of deal. So for us, uh, that's an important part of building a program is, is doing that. But right now, we just got to win that game, and then... Uh, We'll find out the rest later. 
There you go, Kalani Satake. And he, he admits, okay, yeah, there's good parts about it. The fact that we can get extra practices, essentially, in essence, a miniature spring ball with, the, I believe you're allowed 20 practices when it comes to bowl game preparation. So that would be very beneficial for a young BYU team. But as he said, don't ask me that question in terms of what it means for this team until after we actually accomplish it. I understand why he's not counting his chickens before they hatch because they're coming off a 4-9 and nine season. There's been a lot of pressure on this football team to get back to that bowl eligibility. So I completely understand him kind of saying, hey, let's hold off until we actually win this game over New Mexico State and then we can talk about it. But he does admit that the bowl practices would be a big benefit for a young team. And I completely understand that because when you have a team as young as BYU has played, I believe the number now is 27 freshmen have played this year uh, 17 of them true freshmen I believe upwards of 10 have started a game you need to have as many practices and as many uh, game scenarios or practice scenarios for these players to get to get time to have them ready for next season when you have another absolutely killer schedule to start off the season and We'll be breaking that down when it gets there. I'm expecting BYU will beat New Mexico State. Uh, this is an Aggie squad that has a lot of pride. Uh, they went to a bowl game a year ago. They're a team that wants to get back to, well, not get back to, they want to become a team that's a regular bowl participant. But being in Las Cruces, it's just an off-the-radar location. To make a bowl game a year ago was one of the feel-good stories of the college football season. 50-plus years without a bowl game. This year, sitting at 3-7 and seven currently, so not going to go to a bowl game this year, but they'll be coming in playing for pride against BYU. And Kalani Sitake, I had a chance to ask him about New Mexico State and what he expects from the Aggies, and here's what he had to say. Well, another team that, that has, I mean, they have great coaches on their staff. You know, you look at Doug Martin, that has, has a, a great pass, especially in the offense game and I think Spaz has been he's been head coach before as their DC so there's a lot of great experience on that staff and they'll get the most out of their players you know for us we respect our opponents a bunch but we definitely appreciate and know how hard they worked in this game and it's going to be cool to get on the field with them I I respect them a lot and I think their offense is is more geared towards a passing type of style which is what we've seen quite a bit in the last few weeks so I think it'll be a good good matchup for us. All right, another team that likes to throw the ball all over the field, Doug Martin, the head coach there at New Mexico State. Well-versed in offensive football. He's done good things lifting that program from what it was. The last time BYU played New Mexico State, uh, Cody Hoffman caught a school record five touchdown passes among the six that James Lark threw in that game. Uh, and it was an impressive performance. And Doug Martin was actually the offensive coordinator on that team. Of, I believe Dwayne Walker was still the head coach of the Aggies at that time. But Doug Martin has done a human's job lifting that program from where it has been to where it is at. It's still not to where I think he would like it to be, and I'm not sure it'll ever get to that level where I'm sure he would like to be a regular bowl participant year in and year out. They're working with less resources at New Mexico State. I believe this year they finally added a ninth assistant when FBS staffs are allowed to have 10 assistant coaches. So they're just working with with less there in Las Cruces. But it's cool to see Doug Martin and what he's doing at New Mexico State. But that does not mean that I think that they have a chance against B. BYU. The way BYU's defense is playing, I expect them to have a great game on Saturday. Uh, the pressure has definitely been ratcheted up in the last four games or so for BYU, and Kalani was asked about that, what's been going into getting more pressure on the quarterback, and here was his response. 
Yeah, I think Coach Tuyaki's done a good job at down up the pressures more and picking the spots to do it. And our, our coach has done a great job coaching their personnel to, to execute their assignments. But you guys are making plays. We, we actually missed a lot of opportunities to make big plays in, in the weeks past. And I think our guys are capitalizing on it and, and focusing on the fundamentals and technique of the game. And yeah, I think Coach has done a good job. Yeah, whatever we can do to keep disrupting the timing of the throw, I'm all about it. Credit goes to Coach Tuiaki for ratcheting up that pressure, dialing up blitzes when they have needed to come. And I have to give credit, BYU's defense has played much better in the last month or so after some struggles early on. I think overall this defense has been one of the best defenses we've seen for BYU in recent years. At least statistically, it's one of the best. And they've been playing well over the last month for sure. So hopefully they can keep that up. They're going to have to get some pressure here on New Mexico State's uh, passing attack because as you heard Kalani Satake speak just a moment ago this is a team that likes to throw the ball all over the place. Uh, One final thought for you as I wanted uh, to get this in here as well Kalani was asked about keeping his team focused on this game and this game alone and not looking ahead to the rivalry game next week he had a great thought here, and here you go. I'll play, I'll, play the, I'll play the clip, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. So here's Kalani Satake on his team, managing his team and not allowing them to look ahead as they face New Mexico State this week. These guys have been pretty good about it. I mean, that's kind of how football works. You know, you focus on one week at a time, and all the coaches say that, and that's all that matters right now is New Mexico State, and that we keep progressing, keep growing. I've seen a lot of momentum building up from our team, and especially after this last week, I expected to go into this week, and we'll, we'll see how we prep, but I imagine our guys will be focused on what matters the most, and that's New Mexico State. There you go, Kalani Satake saying his team has been able to kind of manage the distractions, stay away from them, and... Hopefully they can do that again this week. This is a BYU team that can't afford to have a letdown because they've shown this year when they have had lapses or maybe have overlooked an opponent. They have struggled. Uh, Yesterday on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Jeff Grimes had a tidbit saying that he believed the only week that his offense didn't really come to practice hard and struggled or was maybe uh, not focused on the task at hand was the McNeese State game. I'm sure BYU fans would have some questions about Northern Illinois, etc. But he said McNeese State, and I can understand that. That being an FCS game, easy for you to get distracted, maybe look ahead. And that's what BYU's got to avoid this week. They're coming off a win over UMass. They're feeling good about themselves. They rallied back from a 10-0 deficit to win 35-16, but they can't walk into this New Mexico State game and think that the Aggies are just going to roll over and let them walk all over them. That's just not going to happen. So they've got to go out and win this game, get that bowl eligibility, and then set up a rivalry game next week against Utah where you have a chance to get to 7-5 and five if you're able to snap a seven-game losing streak. So there you go. Some of the thoughts from Kalani Satake yesterday. Always good to catch up with the head coach of BYU. Uh, let me know what you guys think on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch or on Facebook at Locked on Cougars. Also Locked on Cougars on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We've got to talk a little bit about BYU's basketball game tonight. They begin the Men Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup Series tonight against Northwestern State. We'll let you know who Northwestern State is, where they're from, and who you should look out for when it comes comes to the demons their nickname is the demons
Pelicans. We'll talk to you about them here in a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's sponsor on the show, and that is our good friends at Sling TV. Sling TV is your best bet when you want to watch college football this season. They can get you all the channels you need to catch all your teams, and if you're a BYU fan, watch the Cougars in action. For just $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Networks, SEC Networks, and more. And of course, Sling TV allows you to stream this on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices so you can take it with you on your tablet, your phone, whatever you got. There's no useless channels. You pick the packages and the channels you want to watch with Sling TV. No long-term contracts. There are no hidden fees. You know what you're paying right up front, and you can cancel it any time. Sling TV's motto is it gives you the live TV you love, only better. For Locked On Cougars listeners, you can see if it might be the right option for you by going to sling.com slash locked on and get yourself a seven-day free trial. Once again, that's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. See if Sling TV might be the right option for you. Over the top, a la carte TV is the future, and this is your chance to check it out and see if it might be the right option for you. Go to sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, and whatever else we come up with each and every day here on this podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. You can find the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Stitcher, Spotify, or tell your smart speaker, play it podcast locked on cougars and you can find us there let's talk some byu basketball for a moment here uh, byu will be in action tonight as they begin play in the men against breast cancer cougar cup series seven o'clock mountain time tip off against the northwestern state demons out of louisiana byu comes into this game one and one on the season uh, Northwestern State also 1-1 one one on the year. BYU comes in on the heels of a 75-65 win over UVU. Northwestern State lost to SMU 69-58 last week in their last game. Uh, Northwestern State should be a team that comes in here. BYU should be heavily favored as they are. But Northwestern State's got a big man that BYU fans will want to keep an eye on. Ishmael Lane is his name. He's a six foot eight, two hundred and fifty pound center, according to the Northwestern State uh, roster. He's averaging nineteen and a half points and nine and a half rebounds in the early part of this season. Granted, it's only through two games. He had a, he's coming in on the heels of a great game against SMU, where he went for twenty four points and thirteen rebounds, as well as two blocks. He's a Port Allen, Louisiana native, so BYU fans will want to keep an eye on this young man. Kid can light it up. He went 7 of 15, 46% against SMU last week, hit two three-pointers in that game, so 
Give me a guy that BYU is going to have to step out and defend on the perimeter, but also deal with his size inside, listed at 250 pounds. So big man can move, also can shoot it. And it appears that as Ishmael Lane goes, so goes Northwestern State. Like I mentioned, they're one-on-one. They open their season with a win over Centenary, 102-62 before that loss to SMU last week, 69-58. They'll come in motivated. This is a team that uh, you can tell has got some pride to them. Ishmael Lane is their leading scorer. They have two other players that are averaging double-digit scoring so far this season in John Norvell and LaTerrence Reed. Norvell averaging 11 points per game. Reed averaging just, just at 10 points a game. So BYU will need to make sure they're they're focused on this game. It's the first of three games this week. This Men Against Breast Cancer Cougar Cup features four games for BYU over the next two weeks. They also have a non-conference game against Oral Roberts University mixed in there as well. So as I mentioned yesterday as we recap the UVU game, BYU should be 6-1 and one in my mind before they head back out on the road in two weeks here. But you have to take care of business, and the first one up is Northwestern State tonight. I'm liking how BYU kind of rounded into form against that UVU. In, in that UVU game, TJ Hawes out getting 23 points on 8 of 13 shooting. He went 3 of 8 from 3-point range. Yoli Childs has had back-to-back double-doubles to start the season, so... I'm expecting BYU should have this game well in hand early on, but I would encourage you to get out and enjoy it. It's a fun night to go out. It's a Tuesday night. The Jazz aren't in action here. College football isn't ready to go yet when it come, as it comes to this weekend. So go out and enjoy the game at the Marriott Center, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. You can go to BYUcougars.com if you need to get tickets. And, of course, if you can't make it out to the game, you can watch it on BYU TV as well. All right, there's some thoughts on BYU basketball. We'll break it down. We'll recap the game for you tomorrow on tomorrow's edition of the show. Coming up next, we will break down former Cougars in the pros. Speaking of the NFL, we also need to mix in a note about Jimmer Fredette and what he did over the weekend as well. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, as we close out today's edition of Locked on Cougars, it is our Tuesday staple here on the show, former Cougars in the pros, mainly focused on guys in the NFL as it is NFL season, but we do need to talk a little bit about what Jimmer Fredette did over the weekend. Only put up the second highest scoring total in Chinese Basketball Association history with 75 points and somehow his team lost. The Shanghai Sharks lost to Bay Kong, 137-136. Pierre Jackson, a former American, fellow American, not former, fellow American player, hit a three after Jimmer had given, B, given the Shanghai Sharks a two-point lead with 7.2 seconds remaining. Pierre Jackson scored 63 points in this game. But Jimmer, absolutely phenomenal performance, 75 points, breaks his previous career high of 73, which came in a double overtime game. 
He did set a league record with 40 points in the fourth quarter alone. You can go online, look up the highlights. Jimmer was at his absolute finest, hitting deep threes, getting to the rim. Just a truly seminal performance. I'm seeing, of course, Twitter lit up after that game with certain people saying, why isn't in the NBA? And, of course, people firing back because he's playing in China and the the talent is substandard, etc. Regardless, it's cool to see Jimmer lighting it up. It's always fun to see when he is on his game what he can do on the basketball court. I'm of the opinion that he probably doesn't get another look in the NBA to end his career. That's just my opinion. But he can build quite the brand for himself, and he's already got a cult following there in China, and it's only going to build as he continues to put up performances like this. So hats off to Jimmer Fredette. Hopefully he keeps it up. All right, let's transition now and talk about the NFL guys, former Cougars in the NFL Week 10 wrapping up. We'll start off with the game last night. Fred Warner started at linebacker once again for the San Francisco 49. Niners. Tough loss for the Niners, losing late 27-23 to the New York Giants. Warner finished the game with four total tackles, two of them solo. Also added two passes defensed in the game. He is now up to 73 total tackles, 56 of them solo. He is going to have a 100-tackle season as a rookie. Ruben Foster, his fellow running mate in the defensive, um, in that linebacking core for San Francisco, has dealt with injuries and suspension. But Fred Warner has been an absolute constant and has been truly impressive, should be up for all rookie honors this season. His fellow linebacking, former BYU linebacker Kyle Van Noy, they lost to Tennessee in a surprise loss, 34-10. He did start at linebacker as well. He had a game high and a career high of 13 tackles, five of them solo. So hats off to Kyle Van Noy for the individual effort, but he won't be too happy considering his team lost. Uh, my favorite guy to track in the NFL right now, just because he's had this rise to prominence, is Michael Davis, the former BYU defensive back. Started at cornerback for the second time for the Los Angeles Chargers in a 20-6 win over Oakland over the weekend. He had four tackles, three of them solo. He had a big stop on a third down play and also had a pass breakup while playing all 63 defensive snaps for the Chargers. Just a truly incredible story to see Michael Davis now starting in the NFL after his benched late in his career at BYU. Just He's worked on his game, plain and simple. If you've watched the Chargers play and you see Michael Davis play, he has transformed his game, his ability to play the ball in the air. He's always had the speed and the athleticism to play the spot. That's why he was there in the first place at BYU, but... The fact that he's worked on his game now has led him to being a starting cornerback for the Los Angeles Chargers, who are 7-2, and two, by the way, playing absolutely phenomenal. Jamal Williams, uh, they had a 31-12 win Green Bay did over Miami. He's kind of seeded uh, the starting running back role to Aaron Jones. He only had three carries for two yards, played 14 offensive snaps and five on special teams. So Jamal kind of getting edged out there in Green Bay. His ability to pass protect continues to get him on the field in obvious passing situations because they trust him to get the blocks on blitzing linebackers or free runners when it comes to pass pro. But Aaron Jones kind of taking over that job. So tough to see Jamal Williams losing reps on the field. Taysom Hill, 
continues to get it done. He was credited as starting at tight end for the Saints in their 51-14 win over Cincinnati. He had four total carries on the day, 24 yards. He had an incomplete pass and also was targeted on a pass, and he also had a special teams tackle. So, as we always say with Taysom Hill, he is the Swiss Army knife, and when it comes to his statistics, you always end it with saying, and a partridge in a pear tree, because he just does everything. He's all over the place. The Saints move him around in multiple spots. He continues to be a cult phenomenon when it comes to the NFL. You're seeing national pundits weighing in. We need more Taysom Hill in our lives, and... It's cool to see him carving out quite the career for himself after all of the injuries absolutely devastated his career at BYU. It would have been awesome to see him healthy for an entire year more than once as a Cougar. Other players in action this weekend included John Denny. Uh, he played in that loss to Green Bay against Jamal Williams and the Packers. He played seven special team snaps, recorded no official statistics, but his Ironman streak continues with the Miami Dolphins. Ezekiel Ansaw for BYU, not for BYU, former BYU defensive end Ezekiel Ansaw playing for the Detroit Lions. They lost 34-22 to Chicago. He had a solo tackle while playing 15 defensive snaps and one on special teams. Still working his way back from that shoulder injury. This team's going to be very careful with him because they want to recoup as much of their investment as they can, especially on a franchise tag. Ziggy being paid handsomely this year has missed a lot of game action, and it's a contract year essentially for him. So he needs to continue to show well, even if it is in limited opportunities. One big note from the weekend as well, though, is a, a congratulations and a welcome back to Daniel Sorensen. Played for the first time this year for the Kansas City Chiefs in their 26-14 win over Arizona. He had a tibial plateau fracture in training camp, was placed on injured reserve with designation to return. Well, he has returned. He missed the first nine games of the season. But he had a great game in his first game back. Five tackles, two of those solo stops. He also um, had 32 defensive snaps in all and seven on special teams. So there was no easing Daniel Sorensen back. He was right back into it and producing at a high level. He is another former Cougar, an undrafted free agent, who has made good on his opportunity with the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's cool to see him living out his dream. So there you go, the guys in the NFL. We'll recap Week 11 for you next Tuesday when that when the NFL weekend ends after Monday Night Football, as we do each and every week. And maybe Jimmer Fredette will put up another 70-point effort. You never know. He's absolutely phenomenal to watch. And hats off to all the former Cougars and the pros. I know guys like Kyle Collinsworth playing in the G League right now for Raptors 905 up there in the Toronto, Mississauga, Ontario area. We'll track him a little bit closer going forward as well with the NBA season and G League season in full swing. All right, there you go. That's the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's sponsor, of course, was Sling TV. Check them out, sling.com slash locked on. Get yourself a seven-day free trial to see if Sling TV might be the right option for all of your TV needs. It's phenomenal TV. It's an ability to take it with you and also watch it at home. I would check it out. We'll be back tomorrow recapping a BYU basketball win for you. Also starting to get you ready for this weekend's football game against New Mexico State. We'll get you some more thoughts from players and coaches. Hopefully have some interviews to play for you as well. And of course, we'll have it all covered for you right here on Locked on Cougars.
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.